The Pinball Network is online. Launching Free Play Pinball Podcast. We're going to kick this off a little bit different tonight. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Free Play Pinball Podcast. This is episode 18 and a half. Yeah, we'll go with that one. We're going to call this one The Calm Before the Storm because I am recording this with my wonderful co-host, Bill Webb, on the eve of Hurricane Ian hitting Florida. Ian, whatever his name is. You know, we lose track of the names after so many years. That hurricane's going to make people poor like that. Dude, it's a... It's fun, but um, there's a lot to talk about. We did try and record the week before last, and unfortunately, due to some quality issues with the audio, um, we're both kind of struggling on that. And if you put two squirrels in a room with shiny things, they both get distracted. Uh, Nobody has to be subjected to that this week. So this will give me something to do. My laptop will be fully charged. It'll give me something to do while we're uh, waiting for power to be restored at the end of the week, I'm sure. your Your power's not out now, though. No, no, we have power now right now. Obviously, I'm on the internet. Um, we are good. We had a beautiful sunset and we are supposed to start seeing we've already seen cloud cover. We're supposed to start seeing rain tomorrow. And then um Thursday and Friday are looking like they're going to be a little bit hairy because of the way the storms coming up over us. So Yeah, and that's not, that's really not moving fast either, is it, right? Mm-mm, mm-mm. So that's just going to be a slow torrential downpour. We're expecting between 12 and 15 inches of rain in an eight-foot storm surge with tropical storm force winds. Um, it's uh, and and for those of you who have never been to Florida or not familiar, we're flat and we're at sea level, so it's gonna be cool. Um, yeah. Yeah, it sounds like a party. You guys got yeah. a generator though, right? We do. We have a generator. And if you're not following our Facebook page, um, there was a friendly tip the other day. Buy a generator to power the pinball machines you want, not the pinball machines you have, because you need to be able to power them all. So all jokes aside, though, anybody who's in the path of the storm or by the time this episode comes out, anybody who is um, listening after their power is restored, because I'm sure that that's going to be a bigger issue. Thoughts and prayers are with you guys. Stay safe. Um, You know, Florida has rules. Jim Cantori's. If he shows up, you know that it's going to go down for real. He's here. Disney closes. You know what's going to be big, big. Disney's closing. And uh, if Waffle House closes, then that's just know really that I loved you all. Yeah. 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 So. Well, Disney doesn't close that often, right? I mean. No. No. And they're closed Thursday and Friday. So Disney, Universal, Busch Gardens, SeaWorld, all of them are closed Thursday and Friday. Wow. Well, yeah. Thoughts and uh, prayers for everybody in Florida. Absolutely. Sure. And and before I forget, I do want to send some love out to a listener of ours, Albert Agar, who lives in Canada. His family was impacted by the remnants of Hurricane Fiona. Um, surprise, that happens in the Nova Scotia area. And he had been without power for five days. His son's birthday is on September 28th. We are recording this on the 27th. So I just wanted to say shout out and happy birthday. Just in case he was not able to get to a bakery and get a cake. I know that was something that was really bumming him out. So, happy birthday yeah. to... Happy birthday, little man. Yeah. Well, I yeah. think we're going to kick this off with what's going on in pinball lately. We've seen 007 now. We have more info on it now. Yes. Yes. Well, we do and we don't and we will and we won't. And it depends on who the designer is that you're talking about, Mr. Webb. Well, I mean, George Gomez is a designer, right? Um, um, for this one, yes. <laughs> yes. Well, what are you referencing? I am 
referencing the Keith Owen street level one that we were supposed to start seeing in December. There is a rumor that is relatively confirmed. I think Gomi himself actually discussed it. So mm. I, I, I can't get excited mm. for something I haven't seen and a theme that I'm not truly like inspired by. You and I have talked a lot about this. James Bond in the 70s and 80s was not exactly a female-friendly genre of movies or a female-friendly series. And they based it off of the Sean Connery era for the Gomez version, which is fine. Love me some Sean Connery. Is he the best Bond? No. Daniel Craig is. I will fight you. Go ahead and just leave the group. Like, Daniel Craig was the best one. He followed the books the best. I'm not offended by the sexualization of the Bond girls in the movies. I think it's kind of cool that Gomi is doing this one, considering some of the historical work that he has done on games like Playboy. I don't know if I'm in love with the idea of the whole game, though. Uh, You know, I could see how some people might not be absolutely in love, maybe like with the artwork. I think it's mm. cool. Um, it's not horrible. Oh, it's better. It's better than, than that. But, uh, you know, here, but I think it's a different style than what we're accustomed to. Um, you know, here, we're used to like uh, zombie. We're used Yeti. to zombie. We're yeah. Used to, and and Michael know, Bernard and, you know, and Franchi. we're just, yeah. And Brian Allen. And yeah. we're not getting that with this game. It is very reminiscent of old school pens. Which is kind of cool. Like I'm looking at your lineup right now, and I'm not saying pants. that you're. Yeah, I'm not saying that. Uh, it's it's super super old school, but it's definitely not modern. That's a pretty lineup. Uh, I don't want to talk you. about lineups right now, but yeah. Yeah. Regardless, hey, as long as you survive the storm, we're cool. You know, whatever. I'm trying to figure out like which one goes upstairs. Number two, like number one is gonna be Godzilla, obviously, if we have to sacrifice our backs to get a game upstairs. Not quite sure what's going up second. Um, I can tell you right now, Weird Al is going to just have to weather it because that game weighs more than a metric ton. So so you know what? A long time ago, I talked about this with Ken on Special Lit. Which we uh, are going to touch on shortly. Okay. Um, so in the event of a hurricane, if you actually had to move your stuff and move it quick, right? Mm-hmm. You can normally always get a replacement cabinet. You can get a replacement power supply. Um, Snatch that play field out of there snatch that play field and stack them upstairs you know with whatever you have especially like you know even godzilla it's Mm. only like three four eh, we'll say like six connectors and you can yank that play field right out right Mm. wizard of oz a little more i'm sorry i'm sorry Waz, but you're gonna be my tornado shelter and you gotta be on the first floor for that so you're gonna be downstairs with me buddy that game's a little bigger you know what you put that in a life raft that's rated for 400 pounds and Eh, hope for eh. the best yeah, you know, maybe we'll throw it in the bed of Michael's truck. We'll see. Um, I will say we don't have to worry about moving TNA. Yep, someone left already. T- TNA left. I'm very sad about that. Um, we are up to eight games, right? Or we were up to eight games. We finally got our Alien and our Weird Al, which was kind of fun because we got them a week apart from each other and got, like, a notice from FedEx. Hey, you have game shipping. And we're like, which one? This is yeah. cool. Which which one is it? And um, we got Alien, and then literally a week later we got we got Weird Al. So two really good pinball days. Anytime you get to unbox a new game is, or just even if you're not unboxing it, anytime you get to bring a new game home is a good pinball day. And then um, yeah, I was I was really sad 
because TNA left and I'm still kind of upset about it. I didn't get to play it one last time because of work. I don't want to talk about it. It'll be fine. Um, but you know I what know. to hear. I'm gonna I'm gonna double down on your your statement here. You had two games show up in like a week's time. Two new games yeah. that you really had very little time on. Mm-hmm. I hate like when I get a game and then literally one pops up a week or two later. Then I feel like I'm torn. Like I should be playing the newest game. But so it, you should. But and I, and I feel that too. Like it, it's funny how that works out. You know, you get a new game, and all of a sudden the focus is on that new game. And unless it's something that is just absolutely either one brutal, or two is such a very specific themed game when you have a good collection, that's what everybody's going to do. You're going to put plays on it. So the issue that we had with that was we got Alien. We ordered it about a year ago, and that my husband's dream themes are Godzilla and Alien. So we have an Alien LV because, you know, he's a man-child, and that's what we do. I could care less about it. We did get to play it at TPF. It is cool. Like, I, for those who have not played it, it's a wide body. It doesn't need to be a wide body, so it's kind of floaty. But the lighting and the sound integration on that game, holy cow, are so good. And I don't like, I don't like Alien in general. You can play Alien or Aliens. The theme is not not one that draws it, to you. It it does it is it is not like Moana. It does not call to me, you know. So yeah. So it was one of those things where it's like, okay, well, I know that like when we first got into pinball five years ago. By the way, we are pinball official day six. Take that. We are officially five years in. Nice. Yes. You don't get a certificate so, in the mail, by the way. God bless it. I even had a frame for it just in case we did. I'll just to make my own. When the power goes out, I'll have my kid draw me one. Construction paper, safety scissors, and some Elmer's glue. We got this. You know what's crazy? I mean, you bring that up, and literally, I've been in the hobby now just, let me think here. It'll be nine years over Thanksgiving since I had my first pinball machine that worked. It's it crazy, crazy, right? Where the time went and, and literally how many games I went. So, fun fact, um, a buddy of mine, we were, we were talking smack a couple weeks ago. And, you know, shooting from the I'm like, dude, I've had 100 games. You know, just... easily yeah well then i actually like counted everything that i've ever had and even looked through like facebook posts pin side all this other stuff i actually came up with the number of how many games i've physically owned now and it's and it's absolutely insane um care to take it it's not 100 but 86 83 oh i was gonna guess 83 because that's my favorite number but i figured i'd go above it Actually, 84 when one comes up for Expo. But anywho, um, but I helped Ken Cromwell. He moved like Ken kept buying new games, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And literally, I helped him move 26 games in and out of his basement. Uh, Good old Studio C. It's a good hundred that I've moved in my lifetime. Actually, more than that, but it's fine. Not to mention the ones you flipped. No, that's that's all things considered. Okay, that is all of them. I was going to yes. say, because I know that there's a very special place in the basement for the games that stay and the rest stay in the garage. And if, if you are, you know, living in the garage short term. Oof. Not looking good. Mm-mm. No, you're not taking her home to meet mom. But so we, we'll see. I got a demo man coming. We'll, we'll we'll touch on all of this. So, so yeah, good pinball days and bad pinball days. We got our alien. That was fun. The play field is bolted down. If you are buying a new inbox Alien LV, number one, the play field is bolted down. It is bolted 
down to the cabinet. Maybe you don't get it. Yeah, like, because I, I messaged you and I was like, so the play field's bolted down. Well, for those who have not played it, there is a physical ball lock. There's a xenomorph in the middle of the, the um, play field and the xenomorph's tongue sticks out by means of like a, literally a magnet, magnetized rod. And the ball gets locked there, goes back in her mouth. We had issues, like we turn, we set it up, we turned it on, and we're at game, I think, 15 and 16 now, new in box. So we're, we're not new-ish. We've done it a couple times at this point. We set it up, we turned it on, and we had ordered it from Zach, from Flipping Out Pinball. And um, we hit the start button. Nothing happened. That is always troubling. A little upsetting. Could, you know, but it wasn't nothing no, better. It, but, it, but it wound up being nothing too crazy, it was, right? It was, it was nothing crazy. And it was funny because I, like, I sent Zach a message. I was like, um, Zach, we waited a year. What's going on? He's like, okay, well, you know, just let me know. And my husband's an engineer. So, like, we're going to troubleshoot. Again, not our first. This is not the first rodeo. We are not the first clowns to ride this horse. So, we mess with it. Get it to work cool everything's great day two we have it i start playing it because it's new and exciting and fun and we go through and we're we're playing it and we're having a good old or i'm playing it and i'm having a good old time you know it's i'm taking a break from work i put three or four games on it game five i go to hit start on it to set up a new ball and nothing happens and I'm going, well, this is this is weird. So I, I go to hit the uh, the launch ball thinking, you know, maybe I can like reset something and nothing happens. So I reach out to two of my good friends. One of them is Mr. Bill Webb. And I said, Bill, I don't think this is right. Something ain't working. And I reached out to another friend of ours who has experience in pinball machines and is also an electrical engineer. And I said, um, something ain't right. So I opened the coin door. Logical. You go into the menu, you test it, right? And I start hitting the menu test buttons and nothing happens. And I'm like, there is, I know the coin door is getting power because I had fixed one of the non-LED lights on the coin slots. So the coin nothing slots happened. aren't LED? They're not. They're incandescent bulbs. They're little itty bitty incandescent, like think old school, like blinkers and car bulbs. Yeah. And one of them just wasn't hooked up. So I get that working. And I'm like, something ain't working. Well, while I'm waiting for a reply, because, I mean, this is the middle of the day. You guys are all working. I should be working. I um, I turn it off, and I turn it back on. If you are a new pinball owner and you have an issue with your game, pro tip number one of this episode, turn it off and turn it back on. And did that solve that issue for the minute? It It solved the issue. I was getting feedback from you as well as our friend of, okay, well, this is what you need to do is look at this and this and this and, and this might, and I'm like, dude, IT, turn it off, turn it back on. Do, is it plugged in? Is it turned on? These are my IT stories. So that, that started working. Well, then we kept having issues with it. We'll come to find out. Remember that play field that was bolted down? Yeah. You know how they put a piece of foam around the tilt bob in it to keep it from like damaging anything in shipping? Yeah. You know how they sometimes put foam in other parts of the cabinet and very sensitive areas of the game to keep things from shifting? Yeah. So, yep. Physical ball lock. Rod that moves back and forth. Giant piece of foam in the back of the playfield. That you really can't get to. Can't get to unless you unbolt the playfield. Unbolt it. You can get to it. Take it out. 
solves a lot of problems. Socks. Pro tip number two. If you get a game shipped to you and the tilt and tell is blue, document that on the receipt when you re- when you get the game from the shipping company. You can still accept it. I've had games that the tilt and tell was blue and the game has been fine. I've had games where the tilt and tell was fine and the game was not. I have had tilt and tells that I have literally pried off of the box and flipped upside down and let them sit overnight and they never change colors. Mm-hmm. If you get a game that is new in box and the tilt and tell is blue, document it in case you have to file a claim. Ask me how I know. How do you know such a thing? And those and those are very. Those are very. Yeah. Well, they don't just turn blue for no reason. Right. They're they're pretty accurate. I mean, it's they not a they can be foolproof. they can be yeah they're not foolproof yeah and I mean yeah. it's it's a judgment call too like because when you lay that game down to move it into your doorway which most of us do especially if you're unboxing it you're gonna have it change colors yeah our weird owl came in tilt and tell was blue no big deal box was pristine there's there's like no cuffing around the corners box was beautiful we unboxed it game weighs like four thousand pounds. Maybe more. It's it's not light at all. And I say that kind of tongue-in-cheek. We actually had to get a third person over to help us unbox it. It was heavy. Get it unboxed. Put the legs on it. Get it into position. Go to lift the head. And the head won't lift because something in transit slammed into the head of that game and bent the brackets between the head and the cabinet. So here I am in tears. Seven days apart. Two games. Both of them have issues. One of them I can't even turn on to see if it works. We've been waiting a year for both of these games. Devastated. Absolutely devastated and frustrated and work has been stressful anyway. So like that was just, this is my hobby. This is my release. And the fact that it was broken just absolutely racked me. I reached out to our friend Jerry Stellenberg from Multimorphic. And like literally second to none customer service from from the manufacturer. He was like, no, that's not okay. He was super stoked we were going to get it. He knew we were going to get it. Obviously, he owns the company. Yeah. And he was like, okay, this is what I need you to do. I need you to send me pictures. I need you to send me videos. I'm opening the claim for you. I'm going to get my tech guys to send you how to bend those brackets back so that you can lift the head on it. You need to turn it on. Let me know any other issues you've had. So they have been phenomenal on getting our game working. The new hinges? We are, they're probably sitting in the mailbox. We check the mail like once every three weeks. <laughs> Realistically. Um, they, they're they coming. They We have a couple other odds and ends. Like the screws on the um, the topper were stripped. So, and we didn't even think about it because, I mean, they're little wood screws. Like, it, I don't know how many people have ever installed a topper, but it's not like it's drilled in with like a drywall screw. It's They're not super deep because of all the electronics in the in the back glass or behind the back glass super deep screws behind thin stuff typically not a great not a good idea yeah not a good idea i mean you do you but i'm not gonna do that so we have had great support with that but yeah so between those two and then watching my beautiful sweet lovely total nuclear annihilation leave the house so if i'm gonna ask a question but you have both games now and they're both working right I think so. I don't know. I haven't had a chance to take time out of my day to play any pinball in like a week we'll, and a half. We'll soon if with that generator. Uh, no joke. But what dream theme do you have that would be left in all honesty? Harry Potter. Okay. No, no. I mean a game that's made right now. Mm. 
I want a pirate's bag. I miss our pirates. Okay. I love Circus Fold. I don't know. That's the hard part is I don't know because my top five changes based on what I play. So I got to play some Toy Story. You guys have been streaming Toy Story on yeah. Flipping Out Monday nights. Um, We have friends that bought an Ellie. The game is fun. The game is The game is a lot of fun. I would not personally own it in my collection. It doesn't speak to me. It doesn't draw me in. We were playing that along with like a Jurassic Park premium sitting next to it. And I was putting equal time on both. I can see the appeal. I just don't see us owning it. Um, I love Jurassic Park. I love, God, I want an attack from Mars too. You know, like, I don't know what I want. That's the bad part. But we have room for five and we have seven right now. There's one, two hours away from you. I know. It's cheap. I know. Well, so irony of all ironies is when our guy was picking up um, TNA to deliver it, he is driving to Expo. And my husband had the nerve to say, oh, hey, by the way, as we're talking about paring our collection down from eight to five, um, are you going to have any room in your truck in case we pick something up at Expo? And I looked at him and I was like, I'm going to have to bleep this entire part out because I did not say nice things. I was like, no, 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 no. We are not selling my baby if you're planning on picking something else up at Expo. Maybe maybe him and I talked and Circus Voltaire is going home with you. I'd rather have TNA. I do love Circus, yes. But I love Circus because it's quirky and fun. I love TNA. I get it. Which brings us to... Back to James Bond in a very like roundabout, we walked 18 blocks out of the way type of thing. There is a rumor. So we know George Gomez is doing James Bond. Yes. We have seen video unofficially of it. We have seen pictures of it. We have seen lots of details on the play field. There's some cool stuff on it. We know that this was originally a very early in the work Steve Ritchie design. That never made it to Whitewood and Gomi took over. Yep. There is also a report that has been confirmed by Stern from everything that I've read that Keith Elwin is going to be doing a 70th anniversary street level limited 60th, 70th. It's old edition of James. Yeah, it's a street level game. With a screen, allegedly it has score reels, if I'm not mistaken, right? Well, I've I've heard double thing. I've heard mixed things. I've heard their score reels, and then I've also heard that they're actually an LCD to look like a score reel. Okay. I've heard that there's a lot of virtual aspects into it. Hmm. Hmm. Now, if you go back to Free Play Pinball Podcast episode 13, where we had the goat on talking to us. He and I had a conversation, or we had a conversation about street level games, virtual pins, and the need for scoops. I like where you're going with this. In this pin, there had better be a scoop that subways down under the playfield and shoots out into another scoop, which also subways around that shoots into another scoop. And I want to see like six scoops, two spinners, and that's about it. And I literally messaged Owen and I was like, eh, we could do, yeah, that's kind of a signature. We can do three pop bumpers. But at that point in time, is it a fan layout? That's a great question. I I don't know. See, I'm curious does to it see. Depend, it. Does it depend on the placement of the scoops? Kind of, yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, it can't be. Yeah. It can't be a total. Uh, I don't know. I'm not. This is why I'm not at a designing pinball machines though. But well, I mean, it sounds I, interesting. The premise of it to me sounds like it could be kind of cool. Um, we were talking about this yesterday, and you know, like, like when Beatles came out, I wasn't necessarily a fan. Not a big mm-hmm. Beatles person, and I'm not really normally a street level pinball kind of a person. But the first time I played it, I was like, "Damn, this thing's actually pretty freaking awesome." It's fun. It's fun. It, Beatles is a surprisingly fun game. Yes. Um, do I have room for a Beatles? Well, you don't I didn't have, have room, room for, for what you have right now. Yeah. You know. So, but you know, if one popped up and it was close and it was, you know, that magical moment where I could pull the trigger and do it, I probably would. Yeah. It's it's a fun game. I love Beatles. So this leads me to question. In all seriousness, because I did actually reach out to Keith and I was like, listen, if there isn't a scoop that shoots into a scoop that shoots into a scoop that shoots through a spinner and another scoop, you were dead to me as a designer. You know, because that's just me. I'm sure you I am. I poor Keith. That, that man has the patience of a saint. Um, I am curious, though, because he is known for innovations within using that whole play field using different elevations and innovations he had the diverter with the moving building on godzilla you know he had the magnograph we are told there is something in this game that we have never seen before so what did mr elwin manage to put into a street level game that is going to not only blow our minds but probably set records for pricing new in box no clue i bet it's no a clue. puppy it's got to be a puppy. Maybe maybe it's like uh, that Twilight Zone mod where the <clears throat> back panel of the play field is a, is a TV screen. It could be. It could be. I'm very curious. We're hearing December is when we're going to see actual gameplay of it. So sorry, Expo, if those are true. We'll get to see the Gomez version. It's fine. Expo. We're three weeks out. Three weeks tomorrow from, uh, from the night. Party. Yeah. yeah. Uh, three weeks and two days from... Uh, Flipping the script. Mm-hmm. Or uh, three weeks and three days from when you can actually relax at Expo. However you want to look at it. However you're going to look at it. I'm I'm looking forward to it. You're going to be there. Yes. I'm going to be there. It's going to be a party. That Wednesday night, we're doing our annual tailgate stream. Something we started 2019? Gonna say it was like what four years ago we had to skip a year it was right when i first got into pinball i used to yeah. do that stalker girl on on the stream yeah we did 19 20 was uh covid covid last year we mm-hmm. did it brought the trailer mm-hmm. out this year we're doing yep. the same thing once again a great guest list um oh i'm so excited people that are that that you know gonna be jumping back in here i'm um, so excited yeah so some old familiar faces that you know you actually have never met some that I haven't seen in years because of uh, COVID. Allegedly, Who have I not met? Mark Silk. Oh, well, I've been on on like Zoom meetings, Does but it yeah. Count? No, it doesn't. Okay. You never met Rorden. I've never met Rorden. And you are going to, he is hilarious. He is I a have great a hug dude. reserve. No, I have a hug reserved for Rorden. I actually reached out to him and I was like, I heard a rumor you're going to be at Expo. And he goes, that is true. And I was like, and I heard a rumor you're going to be at the tailgate stream. And he was like, that may also be true. And I was like, I have a hug reserved just for you. I have never met you in my life in person before, but I am going to run up and give you a big hug because you just seem like the most amazing person ever. Yes. uh, There's a couple of people that, that, well, 
they're, Mr. Fox isn't going to make it this year. So that kind yes. Of, kind of uh, sad. Joe Fox ain't going to be there. Joe Fox, I love you. We got yeah. football taste together, though. Listen, go Irish. We didn't fight, fight, fight very well the first two games. But, hey, let me some Joe Fox. Obviously, Zach and Nicole are going to be there. Uh, love Zach and Nicole. Absolutely. They are amazing. Um, I know that Joel Ingerberth from Flipping Out Wednesday streams, it, Wednesday, Thursday, whatever day Joel streams, he's always on, like he's always pushing stuff out. He's the overachiever at TPN. I know that he has some obligations, something about like an anniversary that he has to be at for him and his wife. I don't know. Dude needs to set his priorities straight. So I know he's not going to be there this year. I mean, he could do the following week. Well, you know, it's it's fine. Uh, some of our Jersey Jack associates, uh, yep. Peter Dorn, Ken Cromwell, I think Eric's going to be there. <gasps> uh, ah, that's like the, the three of the four horsemen I would love at my apocalypse right there. Yeah, I'm not sure who else is going to make it, but the invite has definitely been extended. Um, love it. Maybe. We're going to have some stern representation this year. Maybe a Mr. Dwight Sullivan will be there. <sighs> I confirmed I'm that done. last week. Well, Y'all, I, I, I'm I, done. I, Listen, it's not confirmed, you know, until they show up. I mean, things can happen, yes. you know, everything's yes. subject to change. But um, what stern representation would you be referring to? Well, I would be happy if Mr. Sullivan got to come and hang out because he is my number one absolute top favorite person in all of pinball. I love me some Dwight. Oh, I, I love, love me some Dwight so much. I do. I do. Okay. But Dwight and I have a special relationship. Like, I actually reached out to him and I was, I was like, Dwight, I don't think you love me anymore. You never come on the show anymore. I never talked to you. And he reached back out and he was like, no, I do. And it's just been crazy busy with everything going on. I don't know if you've seen or not, but Stern has thrown out some code updates lately. Yeah, listen, it could be like, a slow time. Nonstop. And Dwight's still working 60 plus hours a week. Doesn't matter. He is. He is. So, so he did guarantee me, though, that he would see me at Expo. Um, and probably before expo tailgate party, maybe, maybe, hopefully. So I don't want to commit him. I know okay. he's going to be super busy, but I would love it if Dwight was sitting at the table with us. There are a couple of other designers that are a maybe on the list and I don't want to commit them either in the event they don't show up because I know that they're going to be very busy as well, but some new faces in studio B potentially if they show. I like it. Hey, listen, yeah. uh, I, there's maybe some people from CGC that might be arriving. Oh, I love Ryan White, too. Just saying. You know, like I said, uh, we have pretty good confirmation. But, I mean, listen, things can happen at the last minute that don't Absolutely. lend themselves well to come to hang out for a party. You know? But, Absolutely. Uh, Especially night before. Especially yeah. the night before. Yeah. But, I, um, I think Wednesday is set up day. Wednesday is setup day, so there will be some personalities around for this. Um, we have our favorite loser kids. We have Josh Roop and Scott Larson, who may or may not make an appearance on the stream just to kind of help promote a collaboration that is an epic, amazing collaboration. Um, they're going to be helping set up. I know that there's Michael and I are going to be helping to set up Flipping Out booth before we go to stream because we get in early enough. And just showing our love and support for Zach and Nicole because they've always shown their love for us. Flipping the script. Bill Webb. I'm I'm here. I know. I'm so are you excited? I listen, the whole thing is gonna be a great time. So yes, I'm very excited. <clears throat> it is. And You're I would gonna have like, a longer day than I am though, that day. It's gonna be those two days are gonna be very, very long. 
Um, so we're flipping it. We're flipping the script on Thursday. We're setting up on Wednesday. Flipping the script is for those who are new or those who are not remembering. That is the autism charity streamathon that we are doing on Thursday from 10A to 10P at Expo. The booth is going to be set up right next to the flipping out booth. We are going to have freaking amazing items to auction off. Like they're they're phenomenal. I saw one and I was uh, very impressed. The you black can, and white you, attack from Mars playfield. I I thought you would like that. Some of the stuff that we have had committed to us from all of the manufacturers, all of them. We've gotten stuff all the way from Haggis. We've gotten stuff from CGC, from American. We've gotten stuff from Stern. We've gotten stuff from JJP. Our our sponsors and our our ancillary supporters of pinball that we get all of our cool stuff from. We have had stuff from Flipping Out Pinball, which is helping to kind of sponsor and promote this whole thing. We have had stuff from the Pinball Network members who have wanted to donate and just offered up goods that they have handy with some really cool swag. Jason Knapp and Knapp Arcade is donating some cool swag. Pinball Life. Um, Scott over at Penn Stadium is hooking us up. The list goes on. There is going to be some amazing stuff. We we kind of figured out a dollar amount today, and Josh told me what the dollar amount was of what is donated. And I am not joking when I tell you guys, like, save your pennies and show up because if this raises less than $20,000 for Learning Solutions, which is based out of Utah and has personally helped Josh Roop and his family as they have made modifications in their family and helped to live their best lives with a son who is on the autism spectrum, I'm going to be disappointed in the pinball community. There's going to be some super amazing stuff. I know that I'm bidding on some stuff. I was told that's allowed. If not, my husband and I will divorce for that week so he can bid on some stuff because there's going to be some cool stuff. I want to see you guys show up. We're going to be on Twitch. We're going to be streaming. George Fisher from Don't Panic Flip is going to be running the stream so you know the quality is there. Our guest list is going to be phenomenal. Uh, Yes, I have seen that list. I know some of the insights, but I don't know if you want to give it all away just yet, though. We're going to have Roger Sharp there. If you have the man who saved pinball on your streamathon, what's left? I mean, yeah. And he, listen, I don't know if you met him before or met him I last have year. Not, I have not met Roger, so I'm super excited about this. Everyone in pinball is cool in their own right, right? Like mm-hmm. all the people, you know. But Roger is just such a different person in the greatest of ways. You know, um, I had a couple of conversations with him and... Every time you just leave and, and you're scratching your head like, wow, that's very insightful or wow, I didn't think about how maybe my thought might be wrong, but he presents it in such an interesting way that it is just, it, it's, it's, it's truly phenomenal just having a, a, a long, drawn-out conversation with him. A great person. Well, we're going to get person. to see that. We are going to get to see that. I, unfortunately, am not paired with him. I do know who my my special guest is. It's somebody that I know and that I am familiar with that I have spoken to many times before. I'm nervous still um, because this is going to be live. There's no editing. My ridiculousness. Uh, 
It's going to be so much fun. We also, I am allowed to announce this, we also have an extra guest host that's going to be participating. So some of our hosts, we have Drew and Rachel from the Poor Man's Pinball Podcast. We have the guys from Loser Kids, obviously, because this is benefiting something that is very close to Josh Roop's family. And and it's just so important. Like, everybody has been touched by autism in some way, shape, or form. And to have that hit home is just, it's huge. Um, we are also going to have Zach Minnie sitting on the couch dissecting one of our very special guests, which should be fun. It's been a while since he's been on the couch. I don't know if his license is still valid, but we'll find out. Absolutely. Um, and then we are going to have another one of my favorite TPN personalities, Craig Bobby. Yes, I know. I'm so excited. So he has a super awesome guest. Everybody has super awesome guests. I am fangirling already and it's three weeks out. It, yeah, it should definitely be a good time. So and I'll, then I'll be there, but I'm not the food. I'll be there, but I'm not going to be on camera. You say that now. I'm going to drag you on camera. But eh. there will be food too. And anything yes. involving pinball and food is my type of party. Absolutely, and beverages. Um, we will be drinking beverages, mostly water, because we we are doing this for a children's charity. But and yes, it's a twelve-hour stream. It's a 12-hour stream. It's going to be a long stream. Yeah. So if you are not going to be at Expo on Wednesday, I strongly encourage you to reach out to join us on Twitch, to join us on, I believe we're going to be streaming on YouTube simultaneously. Reach out, bid on those favorite items. There's going to be a few auction items that are going to be more of a silent bid style. The coolest part about this, though, is... um. 100% of all monies raised is going to go towards learning solutions in Utah because everything that we have done has been donated, whether it's time or space or equipment or 100% is donated. So 100% of everything is going back and there will be a representative from learning solutions that accepts the check at the end of the night. Nice. Yes. So if y'all see me crying, mind your business. It's going to be a long weekend. I'm going to be sad. I'm going to be tired. I'm going to be excited. There's going to be a lot of emotions. Honestly, the week of Expo is a, is, is a long week, you know, it, um, it is and, and in the greatest of ways. I don't mean that in a, you know, oh, this is dragging. You know, the only thing that drags is to walk from the parking lot back into the vendor area. But, oh, uh, oh yes. Yeah. You get but that's because through. you've reloaded your backpack with um the things that you need to get through it. Absolutely. Um, But uh, no, definitely going to be a great time. Um, looking forward to Expo should be a little different this year. Yep. Um, yeah, just wonderful things ahead. And we are going to get to see a special guest appearance from Mrs. Webb this year. Potentially. Allegedly. Yes. On Friday night, she's going to, she's never been to any of the expos and this will be my eighth year. Something like that. Yeah. 14. Yeah, so eighth year. I mean, you know, seventh technically if you count twenty twenty. But yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but she's never she's never been to a pinball show. You know, listen, she's only been to Beatty's twice, and she only saw the driveway. <laughs> it's a long driveway. Never, There's a lot to see. This is true. Um, but uh, <laughs> she's only been to you've been to Beatty's house half the amount of times that she has. You know. Which um, is very sad. Yeah. So yeah, it's, so it's yeah. gonna be fun. Yeah, I'm thinking. You know, bring her along. Bring some beverages and introduce her and make her feel. We're going to hang out. We're going to have fun. And then, you know, Friday night's a chill night. 
I say chill very loosely because Friday night is the chill with the friends. I I love this community. You guys know this so much. I, I love to interact with everybody. If if I get messages, I try to reply. I try to stay, even with as busy as we've been, I try to stay active on our social media. I am very much also looking forward to being able to sit down with the people who got me into this or the people that I've, I've known for a while and just really hanging out and just letting loose and relaxing with them on Friday. Because on Saturday, I'm going to see all y'all crazy nuts at the Pinball Olympics. Oh, you're doing that again? We didn't do it last year. We ended up selling our tickets. Oh. Yeah. We ended up going and getting ramen with... Um, Mr. Falgren. Falgren <laughs> Beatty, who were hungover. That's some good ramen, too, though. But, yeah, we, uh, we ended up not going to the Pinball Olympics because, honestly, at that point, you figure we had gotten into Chicago the Saturday before for the show and stayed in downtown Chicago, did all the sights and sounds and, and smells down there and then went to expo and did all of the stuff there and just didn't stop. And by Saturday morning, I was like, I'm done. I need like an extra hour or two of sleep. We still ended up driving a friend to the pinball Olympics, but I was like, I, I, I can't do this right now. I'm, I'm so exhausted from everything else we have done. And we had a blast not doing it, but I did regret it afterwards. So we are doing it this year. So that was like TPF for us. Uh, when B, myself and Ken went, um, mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, I think the earliest night was midnight. Cause we were, we had to be on the road at like six 30 in the morning to get to the airport. airport. Yeah. But every other night was four o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And it's indulged. insane. And it's yeah. Insane. I mean, you, miserable sleep. Yeah. You spend, you know, 12 hours after that trying to just recover. 12 hours later, yep. you're halfway decent. Yep. Three hours after that, like, hey, you know, we'll do a beverage. We'll go get well, that was, food, you know. So we went Labor Day weekend. We went to Columbus, Ohio. My husband, who loves me so much, I think, knows I love Notre Dame football. For those who don't know, he graduated from the Ohio State University. Opening weekend, Ohio State hosting Notre Dame. So he got tickets for the game. And we went, we were only up there. We were literally from the time that the car got parked at the airport to the time that the car left the airport was 51 hours. So we were not gone long. No. We met up with his college roommate and a friend of his from college. They have a pens mechanical in Columbus, Ohio. Those of you who are lucky to have a pens mechanical, I hate you all. It's not fair. That place is so cool. They're amazing. If you have a Pins Mechanical near you and you have not been, go. They're, they had an adult slide. Like, I don't even know. But everywhere we went, you know, College Town, so all these great breweries. Well, in Florida, everything is IPAs. And up there, they had more of, like, the Loggers and the Reds and the Pilsners, which is more of my style. We went to the game. It was a 7.30 p.m. game. We got back to the hotel and had to fly out at 5.40 a.m. the next morning. I'm not yeah. jealous of that. Yeah. No, that's, it was yeah, it was, it was rough. That day was rough. That Sunday was very rough. And we did take, I mean, Monday we're off work. But it was that or we didn't get home until like 11 at night. And I was like, oh. Expo, we're doing the same thing. We fly in. We leave Florida at like 6 in the morning on Wednesday morning so that we can get in in time to help set up and to make it to the tailgate. And then we fly out at like six in the morning on Sunday morning because I'm a sadist. 
yeah, that's at least you'd be home. I mean, what, I think we get o'clock? home at like I think we get home at noon. Yeah, and that's the biggest thing. It's like you know because we have a small child that somebody else is watching. So yeah. So let's talk. We've kind of covered Expo. Like everybody who's gone before knows what to expect. There's some people who are haters and they don't love Expo. And to each their own. I go to socialize. You and I have had this conversation. You go to socialize. Like I want to see and hug and talk to and hang out with all of the people that I don't get to do that to. It's crazy how that transition happens. Like originally we went up for the pinball. Yeah, I mean like. Mm-hmm. Can't wait to see this game. Can't wait to see this game. I remember the, the the first expo I went to, I saw Medieval Madness, and I wasn't like totally ingrained because to me, like, Adam's Family was the best back then. I'm like Medieval Madness. And I played it. I was like, wow, this is actually a really fun game. I could see picking one up. And then I saw what they were going for. I'm like, I'll never own one. Mm-hmm. You know. But uh, mm-hmm. and then it transitions. Like you don't care about the. I mean, it's not that you don't care about the pinball, but the relationship. The pinball is forge, fun, but you you get to spend time with your friends. Yes. You know, yeah. Um, yep. Harder part for me is, you know, I still got to get my daughter off the bus and, mm-hmm. you know, some responsibility. So it'll be kind of in and out like last year. But I'm going to try for Friday night to actually have a good, solid amount of time there. You know, good because so. I don't have enough tall people around me while I'm there. Absolutely. Just <laughs> dual. It's cool. Sweet. And then let's go ahead and uh, let's touch on some uh, post expo stuff because I've had some people reach out. Special and Lit released a little teaser. Yes, that got released. Don't call it a comeback coming October of 2022, episode 90. So I had some uh, I had some fans who are very keen on that reach out and say, um, you guys haven't put anything out in a while. What's going on? Uh, it and was March of 2020. No, February of 2020 when we did our February. show. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, so, so I will I, let you elaborate. Yeah. You know, Ken and I had always talked about doing an episode 90. Um, you know, actually, you know, I'm going to back that up even further. You know, we'd, we'd plan on stopping at episode 90. And then the one week we were going to record, my daughter got sick or something happened and Billy was just born and literally he was not sleeping at night. So we slept in shifts. Um, so we never got to do episode 90. We'd always talked about doing it. And then, you know, we were on, uh, commiserating last week and we we're like you know i feel like you know him and myself both felt like there was enough that we could talk about to make sense of doing you know episode 90 you know there's been so much stuff that has passed you know it's been two and a half years we've um, had a little bit of stuff happen in that time you, you know it's it's just crazy to think about you know we, we stopped that show um and you know the world has changed in, in ways that we've never imagined so um, and it's not, not just the show. Like you guys also did the special one lit stream. We did before flipping out, and it was Studio C with you, BD, and Ken. Well, and we started doing the flipping out stream in August of 2019. Mm. So yeah, it's three years now. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, so you know, we were like, you know what, screw it, let's uh, rip an episode. So we'll see how it goes. I don't want to give away too much, but you know, it's it, it, it's it's going to be more of a uh, um, a zoom out approach on some things um, on pinball, obviously. But uh, you know, just a recap on some stuff, and we'll see where it goes. But yeah, so you know, and it was always funny because I always used to give Ken crap. I'm like, you know, you never we never got to do episode ninety, you know, because that was you know 
whatever. So it's nice to finally feel like, okay, you know, that week that I was sick, you know, you know, cause 89 always felt incomplete, you know? Yeah. Um, so I'm, ex- I'm excited for you guys. So yeah, putting that rumor to rest. Um, I am very excited. Bill, you reached out to me. We talked about it. Like there, I love listening to you and Ken, you guys have such a great chemistry, obviously after 89 episodes and how many streams, super excited. I'm also excited because while you're doing that, you know, that old saying when the cat's away, the mice will play. Yes. I have a very special guest that is going to be co-hosting with me post expo to get their take on their first pinball show. I am curious to hear this one. This is news to me. So I I have not heard this. No, I I actually had not. I hadn't brought this up because I didn't talk to you today. Ironically enough, I've been in training, so I hadn't been able to call you. Um, Craig Bobby is actually going to be joining Free Play Pinball Podcast post-expo episode. So that'll be episode 19 to 20, depending on where we get, um, to go over his experience because he is going to be helping so much. And he's going to be down here for a show. And, I mean, let's face it. It's Craig Bobby. We love him. So... Is we this going to be a, a, a solo Amanda Craig Bobby episode? It will. It will. I'm okay. I'm very excited. It's kind of a full circle thing because last year we got to do the episode of my first expo experience, which was my first show experience. And it, honestly, your first show experience was not the normal experience by any stretch of the imagination. And he won't have that either. It wasn't. But it was so good because I got to meet the people that I'm like – I've I've been on, you know, FaceTime calls and Zoom calls and phone calls with all these people. I got to see him face to face. He's kind of in that same boat. So I kind of see a parallel of of our experiences. So I, I started thinking about it when when you and I had talked about you guys doing the special one lit post expo episode. And I was like, it would be really cool well, to kind of pre expo. Oh, okay. So pre expo. So yeah, y'all aren't yeah. getting next episode nineteen. This is gonna be expo post expo episode 19 but um i'm very excited to to talk to him when he's fresh off of expo and just see if he has a permagrant on his face just like i did and just see if it's was i overreacting was i underreacting was i just reacting we'll just have to wait and see listen you know what we're rewinding the clock to the first expo uh, i went with not uh, was it the first the first year i did the uh uh, 2014, we did the expo, just the, you know, the free play area and didn't do any of the seminars. Um, you know, like Pat Lawler would walk by and I was like, whoa, that's the man. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and we just, I went do one know. Night. <laughs> yeah. We just went one night. Um, the following year, my buddy, Mike, Joe and myself went and we did the Stern tour, right. Mm-hmm. Which was absolutely, you know, incredible. And, you got George Gomez there, and you have all these different personalities there. Lyman, um, you know, just Steve Ritchie. Uh, I'm sure at that point in time was still there. And Steve Ritchie, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. actually he was. Uh, yep. I got a picture of uh, Gary Stern, George Gomez, Steve Ritchie, and my buddies. Right? Nice. Yeah. Nice. So that was just like, <gasps> you know, and I was like, what's going on, people? You know, um, you know, but that was the normal to me. That is a normal expo you see uh um george gomez walk by or you know uh for the people that are big into the podcast you see zach walk by or mm-hmm. um you know dennis nordman or you know eric minier you know uh, oh sweet eric <laughs> yeah you know um 
So, and that, that just leaves you kind of speechless. That to me is like a real expo experience. Like, you know, feet aren't wet and you get to see these people and the myth, the legend, you know. But even then, like, I can't tell you how many times I have talked to Zach outside. Like, I literally did not meet Zach in person until expo. I didn't meet you in person until expo. Yeah, that was a little weird. It was kind of weird. You know, yeah. but, like, we had, at that point in time, we were already, what, like, six or seven episodes in. Like, we had been recording. I had oh, been yeah. following you guys on the Twitch stream, and, and at that point in time, was part of TPN, so it was fine. Um, Eric, and you guys another pull one, like, up to my house, and you're like, hookers and blow? And I'm like, you know, whatever you guys said. <laughs> oh, my God, I it, forgot it, about that. <laughs> our neighbors can take a joke, so it was fine, but I'm like, wow, this is, this is, this is going to be a good night. Um, oh my yeah. gosh, but it, but, but I mean, like we knew because we hit it off. So like you either have chemistry with people or you don't, whether it's on the phone yeah. or not. But it was so funny because I had not even like, I, I can still remember when you called me and said, Hey, how do you feel about doing a podcast? And we had never met in person. Like this was based on Facebook messaging, text messaging, you know, interactions on Twitch. And I was like, me, what? okay never realizing we would get to episode 18 never realizing that it would have been further we should have been further but life gets in the way should have been we're such slackers but not realizing like all of the things that that would include but i did have to laugh today so i am currently doing training for work and the training that i'm doing is based out of verona wisconsin which is very 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 close to madison which is very close like that is the home of the University of Wisconsin, as Eric says it, home of the Badgers that lost last weekend to Ohio State. Ahaha. <laughs> um, so I'm on this training. It's a virtual training because we are still technically kind of post-COVID getting things back in the groove. And, and the guy that's running the class starts talking about basements and running in basements and how it was cold up there. Like it was like almost freezing up there this or this morning when he did his morning run. So we bought a treadmill last year and he was running in his basement, whatever. And I was like, man, I live in Florida. I would love to have a basement. I could put more pinball machines in there. And he goes, pinball machines are awesome. There's actually a guy who works for a major uh, manufacturer who designs pinball machines that went to university of Wisconsin. And then you tell him, hey, yeah, I know Eric Minier. And he was like, have you ever heard of this guy named Eric? He works for a major, or he's like, are you into pinball? I said, yeah. He goes, Do you, have you ever heard of this guy, Eric? And I'm like, sounds familiar. So I'm texting Eric and I was like, dude, I might have to get your autograph now. Apparently you're that famous. He's like, nice. shut up. You're kidding me. So yeah. So it was kind of cool to see that kind of full circle. Like this is so much broader and bigger than you even realize. And having that that experience and then being able to reach out to the person and be like, hey, I had this happen. And kind of sharing that with them is super, super cool. I think it's, I don't know, it's so much fun. It's fun. I love it. I can't Absolutely. wait. I can't wait to see Craig Bobby's experience. Oh, yes. good old Ricky Bobby. I'm not going to lie. I might raid your call just to, just to watch and listen. Just saying. You can absolutely I won't, I won't, I won't say call. a thing. I'll be, I no, won't, you, no music, no nothing. <laughs> You are absolutely welcome to. I just his personality and mine align so much. And again, another person I've never met in person, but we've talked on the phone a couple of times and he is that fantastic on a private phone call as he is when he is doing the news for for the uh the pinball show. Yeah. 
I'm kind of sad that Dennis and Tony aren't coming from Eclectic Gamers podcast. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, was, a, that was a tough one. Dennis has to save for watches, so whatever. Traitor! Um, Only get one hobby. Yeah, right? Pick an expensive one and stick with it. Ugh, hey, it's going to be fun. Speaking of which, dude, what did you think of the picture of the bikes in front of the pinball machines? I'm still disappointed there's no paint phone in the in the uh, basement. Oh my god. Okay. Look, you could do a <laughs> listener poll of how many people have a payphone in, in their on their property. Uh-huh. Scott Denise's hand just shot straight up. I wonder if Scott does have one. Scott does have one because he does call-ins on his stream every once in a while on Twitch for it. Really? He has a payphone? Yep, he has a functional payphone in his basement next to the master pad of flips and and pops and whatnot. Okay. Okay, well, I'll get one for the basement then. Yes. That's fine. You know, yes. I'll, I'll I'll cry over. Cry oh, over. there was somebody else. Was it Glenn Watcher 007 from Poor Man's Tribe? Glenn, do you have a, a payphone in your basement? I'm trying to remember. Somebody else did actually reach out and were like, oh, yeah, I have one too. And I was like, is this a thing? We don't even have a basement, much less a payphone. I don't even have a landline. I don't either, but it's cool to have. Listen, it down is. the road, it is. like two or three months ago, they, they pulled the last payphone out of New York City. Or, out, mm-hmm. yeah, out of the the uh, the city. Yeah, right? you can explain uh, to your Times kids Square. what they are. Yeah. Times Square, you know. Um, my son knows what a payphone is. My daughter knows what a payphone is. And not just because of Adam Levine, which, you know, I'm going <laughs> to have to bring this up for my wife. I'll make sure to play this for her, you know. She was uh, so heartbroken that, you know, he was... Uh, caught being unfaithful either with text messages and or other um womp womp it ruined her day and i'm like well as long as blake you... lively and ryan reynolds are still married life can continue oh complete side note dear stern and zombie yeti i'm talking to y'all there is going to be a deadpool 3 ryan reynolds is confirmed hugh jackman is confirmed as wolverine i need you to make this happen for me there it is. I would like a Deadpool Ryan Reynolds, but uh, oh, I would like Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't told her this, but I'm like, are you? I haven't said this to my wife yet, but I'm like, are you more sad that he cheated, or, or the that fact he got that he got caught. caught and your window of opportunity is now gone? <laughs> Which is really the saddest part of this situation. Um, we all have a hall pass. It just depends on what your standards are, right? I don't know about all that, but you know, listen, I'm gonna say that, and she's gonna, you know, when she listens to this, she's gonna be like, really? No, Jamie, we love you. No, it's it's all in it's, fun in games. You know, we have Michael and I have running jokes of our hall pass too. It's like you know, if, I know if he gets stuck in an elevator that's broken now with Scarlett Johansson in it, he he's gonna drool on himself and probably pass out. That's cool. Yeah, he's gonna drool on himself and then probably hit the floor or poop. Um, yeah. you know, and same thing like Ryan Reynolds and I are just there's gonna be chemistry there. He's gonna be my future sugar daddy. There you go. Mm-hmm. Or I'm just going to stand there and giggle ridiculously bright red and just not know what to do. Probably that the, one. Who is the most famous person you've met? Ooh, Samuel L. Jackson. How was he? Did you lose your, your cool? No, he was actually super cool. Well, so it was a funny story because I actually, we were at a Monday night football game and uh, he was there and there was a big party until, and uh, Fred Durst was there too. And I had been around Fred Durst a few times. So that whole starstruck feeling was way gone. And um, and we got to meet Samuel Jackson. And he was actually 
very, very cool. He is exactly what you expect. Like, he's super cool. I have run into Snoop Dogg before, but did not get to say hi. But, like, again, he's super tall. He's super tall. Uh, everybody's tall compared to me, but yeah. And then, um, depending on your genre of love, Dale Earnhardt Jr. is the other one. I literally ran into nice. him walking around a corner. Nice. Mm-hmm. You're like, my but bad. He was, yeah, yeah, literally, like, I was like, I ran into him and he spilled my beer and I, like, looked at it, looked up at him to give him a dirty look and I was like, oh, hey, do it for Dale. And then he just kind of looked at me and I was like, all right, now I'm going to go now, refill my drink because you spilled mine. Did he laugh? He he kind of did. He just chuckled and kind of like looked back like, okay, that was awkward. Yeah. <laughs> Which it was. But yeah. No, um I mean, I I've, I've met people that there there are more important people in this world than celebrities. I have met people who have survived amazing things that I think are way cooler and I get much giddier about. Yeah. No, no, that makes total sense. Uh, yeah. I think the, the most famous person I met was Paul Senior from Orange County Choppers. Mhm. Um if I post a picture of that, I'd have to like dig to find that. Um, you'd be surprised at how much taller I might be than that gentleman. Dude, he's a little dude like me. He's got short man syndrome. Oh yeah, he is very little. Like I stood next uh-huh. to him, and I'm like, well, this is weird. Mhm. Yep. N- n- nice, yep. Guy, nice guy though. But, I've yeah, heard he's a super times. nice guy. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Fun. I mean, too tall, Todd McCullough. Yeah. Got Absolutely. to meet him. So, in all fairness, though, that's not necessarily true. You've met somebody who has been in Star Wars. Mark Soap was in Star Wars. He did a voice cameo in there. Really? Yep. Okay. Look at you. See, I told you you should have watched the movies. Actually, those were the earlier movies. That was episodes one, two, and three. I want to say that Mark was in episode three. But, yeah. Listen, Mark's done everything. And and it's hard because, to me, he's just Mark. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. it's it's whatever. Um, not not, not listen. His not accolades, discounting him. No, not accolades, discounting him at all. There's a long list, but to me, he's just Mark. But he's you know? Mark. Yeah, we love I call. Mark. You know, we talk Monster Bash and you know all good things. Um, what a great guy. I can't. I listen. The last time I met him, um, here at Expo, that was I. I literally, Billy was just born, mm-hmm. and I was like, Jamie, can I please go? And I'm like, just for an hour, just to say hi to everybody, right? Literally, he, he was drove Mark. an hour to go for an hour <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> to I, drive an no. hour back. No, BB's is 15 minutes from my house. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So I literally, you know, I was gone one hour and 30 minutes because I was like, please, let me just, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Ark, when he, he is just genuinely nice and, and yeah, just, it's great guy, you know. But uh, so I look the forward only- to having more time this time. Yes, and the only thing that I am upset about is I can also probably confirm that, unfortunately, Honey is not going to be joining him. And for those of you who follow Mark Silk on social media, Honey is his his puppy, you know, and she is the sweetest, sweetest baby, and she's not coming. I'm kind of sad. I was almost disappointed that he was coming without her. That Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I, listen, he loves that dog. He does. He does. Mark's yeah. amazing. So lots to look forward to, kind of wrapping it up. We have lots to look forward to. We have Expo coming up. We have a hurricane that's impending. You know, it's it's we're all going to die. Um, we have some amazing things going on, though, at Expo and after Expo and before Expo even. 
that we are all looking forward to some great people. If you were going to the show, drop us a line, like let us know. I am very active on the free play pinball podcast, Facebook page under that same name. Um, not as much on Instagram, just because the app does not like my phone. You are also always welcome to email us at freeplaypinballpodcast at gmail.com. If you have a complaint or concern about the show, the pinball network at gmail.com is the place to go for that one. Zach will be happy to file those in my, uh, my annual review. But come out. Say hi. We're going to be around. If you see us, introduce yourselves. I want to meet you. Absolutely. We're always around. You know. Yes. Yes. So, so cool. Um, I do want to give a special shout out to a couple of our listeners. I'm not going to name names, but thank you. Uh, my daughter did a fundraiser at school and we had a couple of listeners actually donate to this fundraiser. You guys did not have to do this. This was very unexpected. I am flattered. I am flabbergasted. I am just beside myself. Thank you so much. Also had a um, a listener that was collecting the Disneyland pinball arcade pins which I'm collecting the sets. There's different nice. sets for Disneyland versus Disney world that picked up a pin for me and is shipping it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you again. I'm just, I'm in awe of the community and the generosity of the community and how amazing everybody is. So you guys keep up the good work. Don't let the drama or the down bring you down and just you're appreciated. Absolutely. Thank you very much for listening, everybody. So, yeah, honestly, I'm very excited to uh, meet the people that make the expo. Anyone that doesn't make make it the expo and, you know, wants to reach out, feel free. We're around, you know, no big deal. So Absolutely. Check us out on Twitch. We expect to see all 126 of you that are currently following us to be in chat at the expo tailgate. I'm going to be taking names. I have a roster. If you don't show up, I'm going to have to catch you. Not good. Not good. Uh. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that'll that'll about do it this week, right? Yep. Let's slap a stamp on it. Call it X or Expo slash Hurricane Tailgate Party episode 18. And Mr. Webb, I will talk to you soon. All right. Have a good night. Episode 18 outtakes. I'm gonna laugh when she sends you to voicemail. Please leave your message. <laughs> hey, babe. Can I, I'm gonna call your phone. Answer. She has a ringer off from being in school. Hey. Hey, real quick. Yes. We got you on the podcast here, and I I, I had a joke that I was going to play for you in the car, but I think it'd be more funny to record your expression. Oh God. This sounds good. Okay. And Anna's <laughs> on the line too, but you can't hear her. Uh, okay. So were you more upset because Adam Levine? may or may not have had indiscretions with other women. Were you more upset that that window of opportunity for you had now closed? Yes. <laughs> I love Jamie. Yes. She's my favorite. <laughs> okay. that, that's what I figured you would say. So, you know, cause, cause now his wife is watching that phone. Like, you know, that's what her. Yeah. And that's why, you know, as Amanda didn't hear this part, but why he always went to the pay phone. So his wife couldn't see what he was up to. Well, to be fair, to be fair, you've been making fun of Adam Levine for a very long time, and the day that he got engaged, you proudly, excitedly, with a very big grin on your face, came up to me and was like, guess who got engaged? And crushed my spirits, crushed my day, 
and was so excited to make that announcement to me. So no, another log to add to your fire. You know what? The, so I'm not surprised that you're asking this question. The absolute sadness that you felt that day, right? And, and it literally like tore you up for about two to three hours. Like your mood was. <laughs> it did. Adam was my guy. And I, I have never felt, I felt like that. the most bogus runner-up in my life, <laughs> considering we were already married. <laughs> Just saying. There's nothing wrong with a second-place ribbon. You can't always get first. I'm not pretty enough to be Miss Congeniality, but yet I, I got that damn award, didn't I? <laughs> You did. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like your twippy hopes and dreams. You've years with me. Adam's had zero. So there's something oh. to add for that. Oh, so Truth. we had a good run. We had a good run. <laughs> for sure. Okay. All right. I'm going to let you go. Love you. <laughs> Love you, <All> right. Jamie. <laughs> All right. Bye.